Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. If you are confused by why you are hearing my voice, that's because Jason is on assignment. So this week, NXT Revisited is hosted by the Beer Bros. Myself and Ginger's here. Hey, what's going on, people? How, how are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm tired, but, um, you know, this NXT episode kind of woke me up, so looking forward to talking about it. All right. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, so we're in that sort of in-between space where we're directly after a TakeOver event, so we've got a lot of micro-feuds going on, um, feuds that aren't going to make it to the next TakeOver. Um, but enough to get a, keep us interested until we start getting those larger feuds that will lead to a takeover match. Um, I would suspect the next takeover we're going to get is around SummerSlam. Um, so we've got probably another two months before we get on the takeover. Over. So yeah, so um, the first match uh, as we get into the show, uh, Candice LeRae and Io Shirai versus uh, Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir. Um, so the, I get Io Shirai. I don't a hundred percent get why Candice LeRae is just suddenly part of this, <laughs> this feud now. Yeah. I, I, they're obviously working towards it. I mean, yeah. got to give it a little bit of time, but, um, I did notice when, uh, Candice came out that she got an okay pop, but when EO came out, she got a pretty decent pop from that crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I know it's looking more and more like EO might not get that title um, considering uh, she's had numerous opportunities at this point and, and keeps coming up short and now it seems as if they're setting up Candice to be that next challenger um, but uh, yeah so uh, Duke and Shafir come out with Shayna Baszler the weird thing is Shayna spends the majority of the match on the ramp instead yeah. of like, at ringside which I weird. Kind of weird yeah uh, the so, you know, we sort of talked about it during the the women's tournament about how um, three of these four ladies did not get that many votes in the tournament. Um, I am I'm enjoying Duke's little shorts that she has. I know that uh, not a whole lot of people tend to like Lady Groot um, and her and her tatted up pussy, but you know. I'm I'm down with it, you know. Uh, I mean, she, she's okay. She's she shouldn't flex though, because it just looks like skin and bones. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Shafir looking good though, um, with with the new outfit that she's got. And no longer no longer uh, a Barbara Gordon impersonator. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, she seems to have yeah, lost the good. lost the mask, and we never really heard why she started wearing it, <laughs> or or why it suddenly just disappeared. Ah, eh, shit happens. Yeah. Um, 
every time that uh, Io Shirai wrestles a match, though, I, I constantly just want her to maybe put on a, a few more LBs just so that way her little straps that hold her front and back pieces of cloth together snap. But I don't think it's going to happen. Pink, yep. pink. yes. <laughs> just, just once, you know? It's all about mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah, so the, uh, the match itself, I mean... Duke and Shafir, we've talked about before, you know, are are still very green. They they do seem to be getting a little better, um, but there still was some timing issues on this. Yeah, at the beginning you noticed the timing. It was a little hiccupy, but uh, mm. Candace, knowing obviously what the hell she's doing, kind of helped mm-hmm. work them through it. So. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a couple things. I mean, uh, they both get thrown out to the outside, and it takes a little bit for them to kind of like nudge themselves a little bit more into position for the Tope Suicido. Um, of course, later on in the match, uh, Io finally is able to take some control, winds up uh, grabbing Jessamine Duke's arm, and <laughs> doing essentially, I guess, what would be an arm breaker. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed uh, Shayna showing concern for her friend. It's not something that we typically see out of her character-wise, is that she just seems like she doesn't give a shit about the two that she's with. Um, so I enjoyed her kind of like, oh, oh, how could oh my do god, that? don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I liked it. Uh, I liked that it just, it just kicked shit off from there. Um, yeah. Yeah. The ref, the ref took quite a while before finally calling for the bell, which I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> Well, I, I think the reason that was was because EO attacked Shayna. So technically, Shayna wasn't hitting EO, so yeah. there's no reason for disqualification. Mm-hmm. So I think in real time, in, I, th- I think it ended up being a count out. Because I, th- I think there was, she counted the 10 and that was it. Because, like I said, EO never got hit by Shayna, so there was no reason to disqualify them. Yeah. I'll have to check because the the bell rang shortly after. Um, I forget which one of them. One of them was thrown into the ring steps. But let me just check what the official official word on that one is. Um, because yeah, the it it, it was you, you're you're kind of like okay, well, and and I get what you're saying there, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, any time that you have where you're allowed to beat the shit out of somebody who's coming and fucking with your match, it's just as soon as. <laughs> As, as soon as it gets to the point where like they they hit you back, that's your kind of all right. Well, we're done with this one. Uh, this one's thrown out. <laughs> yep. Um, but obviously, this match wasn't really one that needed to have um, a, a a winner or a loser. So yeah, no, no. Why don't you just give me? I think um, this has been like. Maybe the third week straight that at least one match has kind of been thrown out. Okay, yeah. It's kind of weird. I don't know why they continuously do it. I don't know if it's to help build feuds, but I think it's kind of like, yeah, you got got to get at least one show in there that you get all finishes besides takeover. Yeah. Uh, So the official word on the match is no contest. Oh, okay. All right. So I look into something like that as says, yeah, everyone's just outside. Fuck it. We're done with this. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not quite um, 
Attitude Era booking, where every match ends in a DQ. Yeah. But it's definitely maybe a little bit of that, like, we have too many too many really big people that we're trying to push, and we don't want anyone to take a pin or, or yeah. lose a match. Um, so, Which is understandable, but when you do it in three different matches three weeks in a row on your regular weekly episodic shows, then it's kind of like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, the other thing, too, is, I mean, Duke and Shafir can take a loss. I mean... <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. If you were just going to have it no contest anyways, I mean, having EO sort of, you know, fuck with armored up with that, or even have it be, like, Shayna comes in and attacks EO or something like that. Yeah. You know, it, it was it's, it's weird to end it in no contest. It, it's weird in the other ways that we thought it might have ended, you know, with with it just being thrown out so mm-hmm. um but obviously so this sets up in two weeks uh io shirai versus um shana baszler in a steel cage match so <laughs> as the scuffle is happening the probably one of the funniest parts of this episode io is on Shayna while she's standing in like his grave find around her and yes. just throwing melees i started dying laughing when I saw that and then they cut away and I was just like that's hilarious yeah there was some issue um, it was good I liked it <laughs> um, so yeah so after that we proceed to go um, to Velveteen Dream talking about his dick uh, so Dream says that it's beautiful uh, it's it's pristine it's entertaining it's his dick. Yeah, he he says he says I'm not talking about the title. So, <laughs> uh, no, clearly, um, you know, we're talking uh, about uh, Velveteen Dream himself. So uh, he didn't really talk up like he has a challenger currently. Obviously, he beat um, Tyler Breeze. So who knows what's going on there? But short and sweet promo, just trying to get Dream on the, the program. I would feel. Uh, yeah. Um, just a just a quick little hey, I'm still here. Don't worry, yeah. type deal. But I if if I don't know, I, I kind of wanted to see the feud with Breeze continue after that match at Takeover because they I thought they had a fantastic match. Right. But I mean, doesn't look like that's going to happen. But we'll see. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, so then we go to a um, promo video for Damien Priest, uh, which is the former Punishment Martinez, if you are familiar with him on the independent circuit. Um, not really much to say about it, honestly. It, uh, you don't really, you can't really tell much from it. Yeah. So who knows on that? Was this was this episode live, by the way? I I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. Okay. I just was I was following along with like because they're they're supposed to be filming tonight and the thing that I'm reading is the show we watched so I wasn't sure if it was live or not. Huh. Um. It could have been. Maybe. Uh, anyways. So moving on from there, we get Kushida versus Drew Gulak in a submission match. Um, <laughs> okay, I have to take a second. Um, I know you guys have sort of talked about it, but 
This ring announcer is god awful. Oh, despicable. I feel like there's got to be something else you can do with her. <laughs> because she there's just no excitement in her voice. It's bland. Her. Yes. So this this was the match here that really stuck out to me with her because she goes there will be no pinfalls counted. The following is a submission match. And I'm just like Holy fuck, you are just like, whatever. <laughs> you are not helping this no, crowd at all. <laughs> no, and I feel like you know the the way that they tape NXT with how with how long the tapings are, you need to have someone who can hype up a crowd for it. Oh yes. So when you, I mean, again, like nothing nothing against her personally. I mean, obviously she's she's a very attractive lady. Um, I like her hair, and but you know, like I love Summer Rae. Summer Rae was a terrible fucking ring announcer in NXT. <laughs> you know, there are some people that have it and some people that don't, and this chick doesn't have it. Backstage interviewer, I think she'd be fine at. You know, because yep. most of the time, all the backstage people have to do is just stand outside locker rooms and wait for people to bump into them. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so. Um, Kushida versus Drew Gulak. Now, this was uh, the the second match in their sort of like mini feud. Uh, seems to me like this feud is probably over at this point, but um, it was. It, it, I I really like this match. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was a really good showing for Kushida. Um, if I could have one thing that I would say negative about it was the 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 series where they were like both doing pinning attempts. When it's just like it's a submission match, like, <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, I I specifically wanted to bring this up. I don't think they were going for pinfalls. Mm-hmm. They were, it seemed that way, but I think they were just trying to like do something a little different, where they fucking roll and roll and roll and roll. Mm-hmm. I th- I thought it was good, but I don't know. I don't because it ended up. Turning into Kushida throwing a hold on correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, it, it, it ended with the the arm the arm bar arm breaker arm breaker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean I, the the way it ends up is fine, but the fact that you had to have uh, Maro actually say like, oh, "There's no pin and attempt in this one," like <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So that that was like I said, but that's such a little nitpick because this was such a fun. Oh yeah, match. Um, yeah. You know, Gulak is a guy who works such a different style. You know, he's much more rounded. So it it wound up playing really well with Kushida's high flying ability and his submission work too. Mm-hmm. Um, so towards the end, we had both of them going for ankle locks. Um, uh, then they they uh, Gulak winds up getting his foot on the on the ropes, which causes the break. Um, Kushida proceeds to like land on Drew awkwardly. <laughs> um, oh, was that the um, her Quran attempt over from the outside back end? Yeah, and he like oh. he, he like landed on Gulak. <laughs> so I think what they were going for was I think. Something I think somebody slipped, or there was like a uh, a misbalance in there. I think 
<laughs> Kushida was supposed to roll into an arm breaker. Right. Off of that, because it looked like he was like reaching for it, mm-hmm. but then it just something <laughs> just fucking happened, and it it looked ugly, but it looked not so much sloppy, but mm-hmm. it just looked like a reverse condo where they both fucked each other up. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But shortly after that, that's where Kushida is able to lock in the hoverboard lock, uh, and Gula quickly taps. Love this match. This match is, uh, I kind of like their first one better. Mm. But this one is like a fucking millimeter underneath it for quality. Yeah, and it was, and it was really only because they put a little bit of constraint on them with it being a submission match. Yeah, you know, obviously, there's there's certain things you're not going to do, like you're not going to hit a power bomb into a pinning attempt or Hinkaran into a pinning attempt, you know, because it just mm-hmm. doesn't make that much sense. So, um, but yeah. I, I enjoyed it as well. You know, Gulak is one of those guys that um, his, his characters suck, but his in-ring work has always been good. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad that he that he brought the beard back because he looked like fucking JBL Jr. God, so, this looks awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, this whole like Philadelphia stretcher thing, I think is a little bit better than the no fly zone character that he's got, but he's still just like, all right, man. I, I did find the f- no-fly zone entertaining for what it was, yeah. um, but this is definitely this definitely fits him a lot better. Uh, so after the match, uh, Kushida tries to get the crowd behind Gulak, um, and uh, it looked like we were going to get Gulak just saying "fuck you," but he actually shakes hands with Kushida and walks away. So, like I said, seems like we're probably done with this feud. Um, mm-hmm. Don't really know, you know, two to one or two to nothing. Where do you go from there? So can't go much, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> um. So after that, oh god, we <laughs> we go to the performance center, and Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah are there to shittily cut a promo. <laughs> Look, you two are smoke shows. But you cannot act. Uh, Aaliyah's, like, quick head turns back and forth to the camera. Oh We're so fucking over the top. And, yeah. So, uh, then we had props. Because Vanessa Bourne had books. And it was a fashion bible. An English and grammar for dummies books. Too bad she didn't get the promo for dummies books that I sent her. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... They're both upset that Mia Yim thinks that she should be next in line for a title shot for the women's belt. But Vanessa and Aaliyah are a tag team? Tag team. So why are they upset at Mia Yim? And if, I was if, just wondering if, the same thing. If they both think that they're more deserving, shouldn't they be upset at each other for thinking that? <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make a lot of sense. No, at first I thought they were talking about a women's tag team championships, and yes. I was like, okay. And then they only said just Mia Yim. I was like, it's huh? that. See, I had to do the same thing. I was like, I'm like, does Mia Yim have a partner? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I know, I like, I know, I didn't watch last week, but I listened to you guys, and I think I would have remembered if they said Mia Yim was in a tag match. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I I was so confused too. I'm like, I was like, 
these chicks have been talking about wanting to to beat Sasha Banks and Bailey, and now are like, oh well, now we're just going after Mia Yim, I guess. <laughs> so, who knows? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so we go, we go from that atrocity, uh, over to, uh, Clip of Mansoor winning the, uh, Super Showdown Battle Royale in his home country. Um, we're going to, well, no, I guess we're not going to discuss it on, on the main show, but, um, I, I said it last week that Mansoor, I thought was a re- really cool choice for them. You know, he's the first Saudi Arabian wrestler that... Uh, WWE has so. Uh. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I had watched it and I I heard everybody in the crowd. I I hadn't heard of this guy before, mm-hmm. but um I heard the crowd at Super Showdown chanting something. What, what, the, what the hell are they chanting? And then the the commentators brought him up, and I was like, well, there's your winner. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. And, <clears throat> but um no the guy he looks all right um i mean it was just a battle royal so you can't really tell much from that because right. battle royals just kick and punch mm-hmm. but um the crowd went nuts when he went over and props him for being the first saudi arabian born wwe performer yeah um personally i think that uh he has a future on 205 live um i don't really see him as a main roster guy We've seen him a little bit in uh, in NXT here, but not enough to really do much. We had talked, me and Jason had talked about it when the last time he was he was out there, where he was another one of those like enhancement talents who was getting too much offense in a match. Um, but he seems like he's good. He seems like he's a good performer. Um, so it was, you know, I mean, if anything, he has he has. At least one show he'll be booked for every year. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then we get into our main event, uh, which is Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch against uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. I am starting to get a little nervous about Bobby Fish. Yes. Um, yet again, he shows up injured. And. I mean, it's the story of this guy's career done in NXT so far is that he keeps getting, you know, either injuries that take him out for an extended period of time or just these little kind of beat-up injuries that keep him out of the ring for a while. Um, which I guess it's good that they've got Roddy Strong, that they can, you know, team up with Kyle O'Reilly. But, like, I mean, Bobby Fish is what, 41, 42 at this point. Like, you start to kind of wonder, like, you know, how much, how much more is NXT going to rely on him before they're just like all right man like we can't do it anymore you know you're just you're, you're injury prone at this point which sucks yeah. because them two as a tag team are oh. phenomenal yeah. like just it's magic no matter who they step into the ring with right um and this match is yet again another <laughs> in, yeah, in, the, like, in the growing list of you know uh and roger strong you know he's a, a fantastic in-ring worker as well uh, don't want to sell him short either, but yeah, Fish and O'Reilly have been so good. Um, at least, at least with Fish, I think he's got a good enough mouth on him that if he does wind up getting too banged up to work again, he'd be a great manager. Uh, even if they just turn him into the manager of UE, you know. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, so, okay. 
So what do they call these fuckers again? Brit Am Brawlers? Is that what it is? Oh, I knew. I thought they were just Lor- Orca, <laughs> Oni Larkin and Danny Birch. <sighs> had no idea they had a tag name. Yeah, Orca. And Birch. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they do have a tag name. Um, I thought that they were the. Oh, what did I forget? It's the other guys that that are like the the European Union. That's uh, Marcel Bartel and. German with germ face. Oh, uh, Mustache Mountain. <laughs> no. Is that what you're thinking of? No. No. <laughs> mustache Mountain is Tyler Bate and, and Trent Seven. No. All oh, right. Uh, Marcel Bartel and the fucking other guy that's with Marcel Bartel. German with German face and the other guy. I can't fucking remember his name. Um, <laughs> I'm asking. It's me. Yeah. Uh, so the. Uh, um, <laughs> Like, this match gets going right off the fucking bat. Before they can even go oh, yeah. for the bell, uh, these guys are attacking each other, which I loved. Um, we had some... Let me think. Let me think. Yeah, let me just look through my notes here. I, so they call Roddy Strong... What do they call him? The the King of Backbreakers or something? Or something along those lines. Uh, yeah. Because um, because uh, Ornery wound up hitting a backbreaker on Strong and, and sent him like halfway across the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a part, uh, I, you know, O'Reilly continues to do really does a good job of mixing like his MMA background into things. Mm-hmm. He, at one point, like mounts Ornery and like holds back his fists or like his hand, like he's going to hit him, and then like Lorcan is kind of like blocking it, so he like side mounts again and puts his other hand up like it's really cool he switches like three or four times and then yeah. finally just starts palm striking him. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's the kind of shit where that sets o'reilly apart from other people mm-hmm. um so yeah obviously then uh we eventually get to a point where we get the hot tag um where birch comes in and i gotta say man birch is like the most reckless looking safe worker I've ever seen. <laughs> because he's a he's a really safe worker, but the way he puts pulls off his moves make it looks makes it look like it's reckless as hell. At one point he yeah. picks, he, he picks up O'Reilly and he doesn't like all the way pick him up. And O'Reilly is like half splayed out and he like but he power bombs him and you're like that was completely safe. Didn't hurt him or anything like that, but it looked like he was going to drop him on his head. <laughs> there was something else um, when he got, I think when it's, uh, they got the hot tag at one point, but it's just like, like you said, reckless, but safe. It's yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes him look like an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it looks like he's fucking people up. Yeah. Um, I, I, he's one of the, he's one of the few people that tends to make a headbutt look really good um because most of the time you know how headbutts are in in wrestling that you grab the other person in the face and you headbutt your own hand birch just headbutts a titty man like he's just he'll do it he's all for it (laughs) yeah um yeah so he winds up getting uh um getting o'reilly into a cross face um but then roddy's able to pull him uh out of the ropes and uh um, O'Reilly then gets back in, hits a, a brain buster, uh, but but Orny gets in and breaks up the pin. 
and then they so then we get the the four of them standing in the ring together looking at each other um and they just fucking start beating the piss out of each other <laughs> before out comes Jackson Riker <sighs> yeah so security attempts to stop Riker he winds up choke slamming one of them and uh, throwing the other one halfway across the massive overselling by the other guy by the way when he gets thrown off the amazing I love that (laughs) so uh, while uh, this is enough to distract Roddy and O'Reilly who's standing behind him and then Birch winds up throwing O'Reilly into Roddy and then rolling up O'Reilly for the three count and a huge win for the Brit and Brawlers um Afterwards, we get a little bit more of them beating the piss out of each other, um, because obviously the story here is that these are all the other guys that were in the match against the Street Profits. So, um, I like the the setup here on it being like, okay, well now these guys are just jockeying for position on who's going to face the Street Profits next. Uh, we didn't actually get the Street Profits. We didn't actually get Adam Cole, the only only champion that we actually saw live was Shayna Baszler because Velveteen Dream was on the Titan Tron or the NXT Tron Full Sail Tron, whatever you want to call it <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that we tend to get that, I mean this this show was missing a lot of their normal star power, I mean obviously no Johnny um, was, was kind of the big thing like I said, no Street Profits um, but like I said I mean it, it was sort of a transitional show to, you know, to finish up some things, you know, like Kushida's kind of first main roster feud, um, as well as, uh, we think potentially the, I don't know, who knows at this fucking point what's going on with that one, but, um, well, the Yoshirai, I mean, they announced uh, a cage match for two weeks, in two weeks, so probably going to have, um, that be the blow off there before we eventually move over to Candice. I really hope EO fucking wins. It would be I know nice. it's not going to happen, yeah. but... It would be nice, but there's there's just no other heel women at this point that mm-hmm. you know can really go, you know. Because... That could actually go for yeah. a, main event, a good takeover main event. Yeah, exactly, because Bianca has kind of had her time, yep. and we saw what happened there. I don't see them kind of recycling her back into it again if they did happen to have EO win it. Um Obviously, you could get a little bit of mileage out of a return feed, but then after that, you're like, "What do you do?" You know, because like I said, you don't you don't have a lot of heel women. Most of your women that you have done there um, are face, or they can't cut promos like Aaliyah and Vanessa Board. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you are not going to put either one of those two against you know maybe Mia if you consider her a heel, but I don't know that she's ready yet. I don't think she's got enough equity built up in her um, on NXT for them to push her into the main event there. No. So that's good. That's something that they got to work on in reality because they're like, they don't have any like top female heels. Right. Yeah. You've so, got, you've got Shayna and that's it. Um, that, yeah. 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 But this has always been sort of an issue with NXT is that the women's division typically has, um, like a top heel and a top face. And then mm-hmm. maybe like one other person that's, sort of a main event caliber person everyone else is just kind of cannon fodder um you know we've seen it time and time again with the different people that they've had around there 
Um, whereas with the men right now, I mean, you've got a lot of people that in a snap of a fingers could be a main event take caliber person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if they did decide to do, cause they have enough women for it. If they did decide to do a mid card women's title, you know, you might be able to start building up some equity there and some, some more storylines where it's not just everyone chasing a belt that is essentially unattainable for half of your women. I think I don't think they'll do that. Here's why: they already have three titles for the men and then one for the females. Yep. You can't you can't put too many in, or else one of them is just going to get push off to the right. side. Yeah. Yeah, especially when your takeovers are only five matches as it is. <laughs> yeah, unless they're going to bump that up, and then they bump up the um their weekly shows maybe a half an hour longer, maybe. But I don't see that happening. Yeah. We're still we're still sort of in limbo um, with what's going to happen with NXT once October rolls around. I know mm-hmm. people had been kind of talking about maybe they were going to be on FS1 on Wednesday. Yeah, I, th- I thought they were going to FS1 or Fox, one of one of the Fox stations. I thought that was in the contract. We don't really know what's in the contract. All we know is that for a <clears> while there, that was what we were being told was that they were going to bring NXT to fox or fs1 during the week and then it was well maybe they're not <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe instead maybe instead they're going to do a studio show with renee young and instead of doing nxt um that's that's what the, the stupid main, that's what the main thing now is i don't know if that is a replacement to what their original plans were or if it's in addition to those plans but that's the talk right now is that renee young is going to be doing an fs1 studio show so, talking wrestling as if it's real as if, as if, you know, the storylines are real and stuff like that. Which is sort of what they did with Talking Smack, you know, where they where they let some guys on there and stuff like that. But, it fe- you know, they're, they're trying to get, like, a sports center feel to it or, like, those like those shows, like, Pardon the Interruption and shit like that. You don't need that. I don't think you do. That's what, the ne- that's what the network's for. Right. I mean, the network as well as social media, that's really what a lot of that's for is where guys are able to sort of work on their character work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the issue that I think I would have with that, if they're going to do like a studio show, is um, WWE. Whenever they have shit like this, tend to only focus on their main event guys, you know. Whereas it could be really beneficial to your undercard guys, or, or get you know have a guy like fucking Apollo Cruz show up on there and talk for a segment, or Baron Corbin and stuff like that, you know. This is things that they did good on Talking Smack where they were able to have some guys come on there that don't normally get some time, you know, like the Usos, that was when they were first starting to get really big, was people were like, oh, these guys can actually fucking talk and articulate things. (laughs) Holy shit, we should use them. Yeah. Um, But again, like, I mean, all you gotta do is just watch, like, the kickoff shows to Mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying when I say that, like, they don't, they only focus on the fucking event. So I watched the kickoff show for, um, for Super Showdown, and like they just kept talking about Shane and Roman Reigns, <sighs> and I was like, I'm like, you've got ten fucking matches here. Why are you only talk about one? You know. <laughs> so, you know. But then again, this is a company that said, hey, um, you know, we're gonna have a 50 man battle royale, and then put 51 guys in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking. Yeah. But only time will tell to see if they're going to switch to a Fox station or not. I mean, 
in a way I hope they do, but in a way that I hope they don't. Yeah, it's it is. It's sort of you're of two minds on a thing where you're like, well, right now we enjoy NXT, mm-hmm. and right now it, because of the fact that it's on the WWE Network, um, where the majority of the money that they're making per shows are the live crowd there and the merchandise sales stuff like that so you don't really have to you know so you don't have to worry about like how many people are tuning in for the network and things like that so largely it's untouched by a lot of those like fluctuations that we see in the main show where it's like if something takes a dip we gotta do something to bring back the viewers next week you know um that for the most part nxt is immune to that so it does worry me that if it would be on like a, a network show that suddenly you'd start having that where it's like if they tried to like a show like tonight where you don't have Cole or Gargano on, you know, if, if the ratings dip a little bit because they were, they're not on is FS1 going to be like, you need to have them on every fucking week, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, no, they probably not, would. yeah. And that, that, that's where it starts to become an issue. It's like, well, no, yeah. too commercialized. Yeah. And, and the reason why the show is successful is because of the way that they stagger their, talent you know where you can have an episode like this where you're not going to have your main event guys taking up an entire time slot of the thing and you're able to utilize guys that are lower on the card and get them some more fucking time in front of the crowd you know (laughs) so that would be that would be my worry but we'll we'll see what happens when it gets close to october if anything does happen if not great we'll keep we'll keep going as we're going (laughs) It's just as long as they don't fucking like change it to Thursday or some of that, and we're sitting there going, "Oh, that's where we do our normal show." So motherfuckers, don't fuck with it. Oh, don't, don't fuck with our time. Look, we, you're already fucking with us by putting your shit on on Fridays. All right, don't don't fuck with the rest of our show. Suddenly it's going to be like, hurry up and cruiserweight, NXT, and fucking twat magic are all going to have to record the same night, and we're not going to have enough hosts for it all. Jesus. <laughs> so. Any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, no. Uh, if Jason always does this, so I'll steal his thunder. Uh, if you're going to go back and watch one match, definitely Kushida versus Drew Gulak. Right. I agree on that one. Yep. Um, yeah, very much so. The the other the main event was a really good match, but it was you know just a tag match, so nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing really to like get super excited for. The first match got a little bored in the middle of it. Just wound up jerking off midway through it, so uh, yeah. you know it, if, you if you're clean all that jizz up. Yeah, you know, and by the time I was doing that, that's when you know uh, Io Shirai almost broke someone's arm. So I was like, all right, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so of course you can uh, um, you can go over to RundownWrestling.com, vote on our hottest male tournament, uh, check out all of our show. Right now we're doing. Uh, some special shit where we're letting uh, the fans listen to some of our patron-only content from the past two years. Um, just kind of letting everyone know like what, sh- what you could have listened to two years ago if you were a patron. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Um, plenty of shows on there um, You know, coming up on our normal feed. We're going to be doing all of the 2018 May Young Classic that I recorded last year. But if you're a patron, you can listen to all of them right now, and you wouldn't have to wait for fucking four weeks for it to all come out spurring <laughs> Um But only a way to do that, go to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. Uh, so with that, I will thank my bearded brother, Ginger, for joining me. 
Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, this was a good one. Yeah. All right. So keep it tuned here. Uh, tomorrow we'll have the rundown proper with me, Ginger, and Sal, most likely. Uh, potentially Jason, but uh, he's he's got... He's got some busy stuff, but it's good busy stuff um, that he's going on going right now. So um, we wanted to go ahead and congratulate him and his son uh, on a successful baseball season so far. Uh, and with that, we will say bye-bye. Bye.